it's not even going to be just about healing from this spinal injury it's deeper than that this has been like yeah accumulation of several years of just hardcore <laughs> pressure on my body man hello welcome to the curl squads curl power podcast with me zoe fox i hope you had a great week and i'm wondering in my last episode i spoke a little bit about human kindness and at the end i said have a little look at and see how many events of human kindness you can spot over the week did you manage to notice any i wonder well human kindness just continued for me over the last week what another absolutely incredible week man the gofundme campaign that was set up for my healing has raised ten thousand pounds in a week £10,000 so thank you so much to every single person that has donated, shared, sent good wishes, sent good vibes, messaged me with just really encouraging words like thank you so much and on top of that the story got picked up by the press um, both locally and nationally which was mind-blowing seeing my (laughs) seeing my little head floating around the internet oh gosh (laughs) but in all seriousness the only thing that i can hope is that this spreads some awareness about this condition because let me tell you now quadraquina syndrome it is no joke and it was something that i'd never even heard of in fact the vast majority of people who i've spoken to since this has happened to me have got no idea what it is and i mean we've all had bad back at some point haven't we like most people i know have experienced back pain but even with all of that like i just never even knew that this was a thing so i suppose you might be wondering well what differentiates a bad back to quadriquina syndrome well what i want to do now is just let you know some of the red flags the things that you should be looking out for saddle anesthesia so loss of feeling between the legs numbness in or around the back passage and or the genitals inability to feel the toilet paper when wiping yeah i remember that bladder disturbance inability to urinate difficulty initiating urination i experienced that as well Um, loss of sensation when you pass urine yeah i couldn't feel it coming out but i could just hear it hitting the water as it went into the toilet inability to stop or control urination, loss of the full bladder sensation, and this bowel disturbance, so inability to stop a bowel movement, constipation, loss or sensation when passing a bowel motion. Now, part of this quadriquina experience for me means like, there is no shame in this. There is no embarrassment in this. I'm not gonna speak about it with shame or embarrassment because you know what? These are normal bodily functions and it's not until they're compromised that you know you start to see them a bit differently. Now, I was always really embarrassed and very sort of private and shy about talking about bodily stuff. And like, I lived with my best mate for however many years and I didn't even once pass wind in front of her. Right, <laughs> that's the sort of person that I was. In fact, <laughs> when I had my first boyfriend, the, well, my boyfriend that I live with that died, that I spoke about in my previous episode, when I first moved in with him, I didn't go to the toilet for like a week until I could get back to my mum and dad's. That's how sort of embarrassed I used to be about toilet matters. So this is really just sort of like 
shattered all of that. I don't want anybody listening to be embarrassed by this either. Yeah, it just makes it easier for us in times of crisis if we're not carrying around shame and embarrassment on top of what is already a very difficult, traumatic and challenging time. So yeah, I can't remember now whether I said constipation, loss of sensation when passing a bowel motion. So sexual problems, inability to achieve an erection or ejaculate, loss of sensation during intercourse, nerve root pain. Now this was the, oh, this was the killer. It says, it's quite common to have a combination of back pain, leg pain, leg numbness or weakness. These symptoms, however, are common in people who have a history of back problems, but do not have quadriquina syndrome. So that's where the challenge is, isn't it? You know, if you've just got that pain alone, you know, it might not be so sinister. Painful and awful, absolutely yes, but perhaps not quadriquina syndrome. That's why it's really important to pay attention to the other things that I've just mentioned. If you're experiencing extreme back pain or if you know anybody else that, that is, it's good just to be equipped with the knowledge. I had really bad nerve root pain and that's where it all began for me was just this incredible intense pain that just radiated down my leg in waves of just yeah just maximum pain scale type stuff so if you do find that you've got a combination of these symptoms you need to take that very seriously and I would most definitely be pushing for an MRI scan. And if you can, get to your best hospital, preferably your local major trauma centre, because they're equipped with all of the knowledge that should hopefully get your issues identified and dealt with in a very timely manner. Because with quadriquina, the sooner you can have it operated on, the better your chances are for recovery. And I was very lucky that I got taken straight to Charing Cross Hospital, which is a trauma centre. So the doctor there straight away, when he reviewed my symptoms, he had a very strong suspicion of, of what the condition was. So he was able to sort of like get me seen to in the most appropriate way. Not everybody is so fortunate. There are a lot of people who present with quadriquina syndrome that are sent home, you know, without the condition being identified and they end up in a very, very difficult situation where the nerves are so damaged, you know, that, that their problems are 10 x And this isn't to fear, Munger, I don't want you to get me wrong. All I'm trying to do is just create an awareness because I can't tell you just how much having an awareness of these red flag symptoms could potentially help to save somebody's quality of life. So that's a little bit about quadriquina syndrome and what to look out for. A couple of days ago, I had a call from the Specialist Spinal Injury Centre and it's like everybody's collective goodwill since this GoFundMe campaign has gone out. It's just sending good vibes out into the universe and now the wheels are in motion and things are happening and people are getting in touch with me and um, there's finally a little bit of momentum now. So... I've been invited in as an inpatient for two to three weeks in a specialist spinal injury centre where they're going to do a full assessment of where I'm at and help me to manage this condition. I feel like finally I'm beginning to look at moving forward into a healing chapter now and getting out of the trauma situation because, yeah, I'm over it, you know. I want something to look forward to, something to focus on. I like projects, I like achieving things. I want something to put my mind to. I want to see myself growing and improving over the next few years. And I want to be the healthiest that I've ever been yet. There we go, I'm putting it out. So if you see me uh, 
sliding into Deliveroo. Say, hey, what you're doing? Hey, step away from Deliveroo. Yeah, and when I get out of hospital after two to three weeks, I can just really focus then on the healing and the strengthening. And that's all thanks to everybody's kindness and goodwill and donations. You are making this healing possible for me. Like, how incredible is that? And I talk about healing. It's not even going to be just about healing from this spinal injury. It's deeper than that. This has been like, yeah, accumulation of several years of just hardcore (laughs) pressure on my body, man. So I'm not going to get too much into this story now because I'll save that for another podcast. But I went through a few years of infertility and a couple of rounds of IVF, which it's no easy thing, you know. IVF is a very intrusive, in my experience, challenging. Yeah, IVF was difficult. I found it really hard and we had two rounds of that. And then we did eventually conceive, naturally in the end. But again, I'll I'll talk about that in another episode. But in pregnancy, I suffered with really extreme nausea and vomiting for a really long time after that I was suffering with my back as well so I had a bit of physio for my back and then when my back started to feel better I then started having really serious pelvic issues which actually meant that I was on crutches for yet the last six months of my pregnancy and in the last few weeks of pregnancy like I could barely move I was in so much agony and my baby was really big as well she was measuring in at large in like every aspect of her little body and her big massive head <laughs> so they were getting a bit concerned about my labor and stuff like that with my pelvis and and the size of the baby so i ended up being induced and then after i was induced i ended up having an epidural and part of me now does wonder i'm no medical person right so but this is just me reflecting over my journey i'm wondering where that epidural went into my back and you know what something plays back into my mind about a woman who I know years ago she just said to me oh don't ever have an epidural my back hasn't been right since so then that was like playing back over my head when this whole back thing happened yeah had an epidural because I'd had an epidural I had um, a catheter indwelling I remember looking down at this catheter back this is after like ages of being in just oh yeah not fun labor looking down at this catheter bag and it was filled with blood and I'm like is that normal like is that not supposed to just be urine and then when I said to them is this normal that the bag is filled with blood like that then it was sort of like panic stations and clipping all stuff on me and it was it was really actually quite a traumatic time so that turned out to be sepsis so when they discovered that I had sepsis it was then right well we need to get this baby out and we need to get this baby out now and So then I had an emergency section and then I ended up hemorrhaging. (laughs) Give me a break, do you know what I mean? My poor body. And it's like, I've been giving myself such a hard time for putting on weight. Like, it's no joke. I've put on about five stone since I began IVF. Five stone. And I've been beating myself up because I've put on weight. I'm like, girl, you're lucky to be alive. (laughs) You're lucky to be alive. You should be giving thanks for your body, not criticising it. Not criticising it because it's bearing the effects of the struggle of the last, you know, four years of your life. Put some respect on that body. You know, this is the body that birthed your child. This is the body that's got you through to this point. You know, this is the body that's on a healing mission right now. So put some respect on it. So that's where I'm at. I'm just trying to 
learn to love my body and be patient with it and put the work in that it deserves because it's been there for me (laughs) now I've got to be there for it and there's nothing more motivating than wanting to be as healthy and as strong as I can for my daughter so that's the mission so this time next week all being well I'm going to be in hospital pending covid testing before going in so I'm not sure how things are going to work out in terms of being able to record while I'm there I have to sort of familiarize myself with the setup and what my schedule is going to be there but I'm hoping that I'm going to deliver you an episode as per so I can say I'll see you again next week But you can come and follow me on my journey over on my personal Instagram page because I'll be sharing when I feel so inclined on there. Also being respectful of my need to just heal and stuff. So, But equally, I'm probably going to be really bored and just be like storying every single aspect of my life. So yeah, you can come and check me out on zoe.e.fox. And I'll be back with some guest episodes shortly. But for now, I'm just going to have to kind of go with the flow and hope that you guys stick with me. I wish you a good week until next time. I'm going to pop some helpful links in the show notes if you want to find out a little bit more about Quadraquina, Quadraquina Charities, Spinal Injuries Association, RS Charity. And if you wanted to have a little look at the press that I've got this week, I'll pop those links in too. And yes, peace, love, big, big, socially distanced hugs. And I'll catch you next time, girlfriend. Thank you.